Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ed. And this is Create a Generation. Create a Generation of Hype. All right, Frederico, everyone, welcome back to another Q&A roulette. If you like what we're doing, please let us know. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I will explain it a bit simpler this time. It is where we get some of the most popular and most frequently asked questions that get asked of us as bona fide content experts. Yep, believe it. Um, And we answer them randomly. Randomly. Sounds good. That's much better than last time. <laughs> I did not work on it. Right, I'm going to get straight into it. I'm going to spin that wheel. I'm going to spin it. Here it goes. Spin it hard. And the number is 156. What are some quick and simple ways to improve my sound quality? Uh... <laughs> Well, anyone who listens to Creator Generation will know that I am the technical wizard uh, of of this outfit. I know exactly what, when it comes to technology. Um, I just defer to Fred. Mm, mm, indeed. Um, <laughs> some simple, quick and simple ways to improve sound quality. Um, the easiest one is uh, one, just get really close to the mic, right? So, you know, if the mic's on your camera or your phone, um, just don't... Sp- Go super far away from it because you're going to pick up all the other noise. Um, use something like a directional mic if you're using a, a DSLR or like a mirrorless camera, for example. Um, like a little road shotgun mic on top works really well. Use a lapel mic that can sit really nice and close to you. If you have the ability, try and record a separate audio track. So, for example, if the camera is a bit far, far away, like get your phone on record audio record and put that maybe like on a shelf next to you or hang it next to you so it can record your audio separately and then match them up in editing. So those are some quick uh, and relatively simple ways to improve your audio quality on video. Mm. My favorite one in this, and I do have an opinion in this, I, um, is that you know there's simple little lapel mics that plug in straight into your phone. They work a treat, um, and they're cheap mm. and they're really good. And mm. you don't need a fancy camera and a setup. It's just very simple. Um, I yeah, I recommend those as well for a simple setup. Yeah, very good. Very good answer. All right. All right. I'll give it a bit of a bit of a spin. Spinner in spin a winner. Hmm. Interesting. This is for the beginners, beginners, beginners. What's the best place for someone to start on YouTube? I guess always start by um well, it depends if you talk about start starting by understanding YouTube or starting by your content creation journey. Um as a understanding YouTube, I would probably start by going to things like the Creator Academy that YouTube have and trying to understand the platform better um, to get kind of understanding of how it all works, generally how the algorithms will work, how discovery works, what people like, um, that kind of thing. And if you're talking about your content creation journey, well, I would actually also start there. Um, mm-hmm. But base it mainly around something you're passionate about or something you really enjoy creating. Um, if you're on YouTube just to create random content, that's fine. But if you want to make it something long-term, you know, try and build around passion or something you're genuinely interested in because people come to channels for a very specific reason and they connect with creators because of their passion for a topic. So if you can show that, that's actually a really good place to get started. Yeah, and it sounds really simple, but so many of our creator guests have said it. Just start. People hold back because they're waiting for the better camera or the better idea or the 
divine inspiration to come strike them for the best video mm. idea ever. It's kind of, you've got to build your skills and yeah. your intuition in that place. So just, just start as well. Start making. Exactly. Mm. All right. All right. Uh, number 96. How much do YouTubers earn? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like <laughs> it's my most hated answer, but it depends. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's going to be like a penalty jar for me to put like a couple of bucks in every time I answer a question. Like it depends. Um, well, like, but it does. <laughs> there's, you know, obviously the maybe the maybe you can depends. say it depends, and then I can qualify it. You're like, yeah, it depends. Yeah. Fred, what do you it think? Depends. Well, and here we go. That'll be the show. <laughs> um, but like, it, it all comes down to leverage, right? Like, there are simple ways. Like, obviously, the bigger audience you have the more revenue you're going to get through you know things that are based on those sort of metrics like um well typically through things like adsense and things like that but and they can you know a big creator is making millions and millions of dollars probably even just through through that like mr beast would be his adsense would be through the roof but then there are whole there's a myriad of ways of creators to to make money and, and leverage from things like you know, brand deals, merchandise, memberships and Patreon, um, developing their own products and, and services and things like that. So, I mean, I think, Fred, your, you know, your favorite story in this and, I, you know, well, our favorite story really is that, you know, Tim Schmoyer um, from, you know, video creators, he, he I think how much, oh, get the number, we, I think we get the number wrong every time, but it was like 10 grand a month, right? Yeah, I think so. Right, 10 grand a month, Tim was making with that less than 10,000 subscribers and it's kind of like well how the hell was he doing that because he was creating like these family activity sort of videos and then he made a, an ebook i think was the first thing which is you know great and simple relatively simple to make but he was packing in all these great adventures to do with your family and, and selling that and he, he was sort of striking a chord perfectly with what his audience wanted in a content sense and then they wanted more of that um from like a premium product from him so he was selling buckets of it look yeah you're, yeah yeah you're right there are a, a myriad of ways they can make money in terms of how much they earn it, it like ad says it it does depend there are generally two areas there's internal components like ad said um adsense uh membership super chats and then there are external ones like brand deals and um you know things like patreon and that kind of thing so it can vary. Um, small creators can make a ton of money if they have a loyal uh, following who really love them and you don't have to have massive amounts of subscribers, which is uh, um, something people think. Um, but yes, as you get bigger and bigger, things like AdSense will kick in more and you'll be, make more from that. But you know, professional creators who've been doing it for a while and you know have a, have a good following can do very well and make upwards of six figures from YouTube quite easily. Um, and it's just about being smart and diversifying those different forms of revenue, um, using some internal, some external, um, and being really on top of all the opportunities that are being presented for you um, and being professional. Um, and yeah, you'll be able to grow from there. Just keep that audience loyal and uh, keep connected. All right. Let's spin her up. All righty. 134. Should I have an intro to my videos? Yeah, this is a really good question. Typically, especially new YouTubers, they are obsessed with putting in intros, one, in a visual sense, you know, like a TV thing, like they'll put in like their logo and their channel and their production company and all that stuff. And then they'll talk about their video for 
ages and talk about their background or something they're selling for ages. And it doesn't, you know, it takes like a minute to get into the video. And by that time, nearly everyone's left. So I don't think um, people should have, you know, long introductions. I think they should get to the point. Sometimes they can get straight into it and that's the best way to do it. Sometimes put a quick summary of what the pe- person's about to see in the video. So they're like, ooh, that's interesting. And they'll stick around for it. But don't assume people are going to stick around and watch that. I've been actually watching a series of videos um, where <laughs> every time um, this guy makes a video, there's the same guy in the comments says, video starts at this point in, in real, really. So you can just go like one minute ahead or two minutes ahead and you just click on that and that's when he actually starts talking about the topic and it's brilliant. And I think even the creators realize that. So he's, you know, he's pinning this guy's comments to show where he actually starts talking about the video that's relevant. So yeah, try and get into it as quick as possible. Summarize if you want quickly, but remember that people will leave um, and they generally don't stick around if it's not interesting. Definitely. We spoke about this with uh, Justin Brown from Primal Video a that's few weeks right. back and yeah. He just dives straight into the video. He doesn't introduce who he is until like a couple of minutes in, mm. right? Like he goes straight to the throat of what the video is about. Mm. Let's go. Let's go next question. Uh, 115, is a collaboration worth it? Yes. As <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> that? That's good. I'm being efficient. Yeah, definitely. Um, the things you got to remember about a collaboration is making sure it's the right fit for you and your audience and obviously whoever you're collaborating with. There is no point in collaborating with someone for audience growth purposes uh, who doesn't have a similar audience and a similar content um, because it will fall flat and you'll spend a lot of time and energy and you won't get the results that you're looking for. Um, Shad from Shadiversity tells a great story. And yes, that's a plug for a, a podcast episode we did with Shad from a while back where he talks about how he collaborated with his uh, brother, Jazza, from Drawing with Jazza. And Jazza at the time had about 4 million subscribers and, and uh, Shad had a few hundred thousand subscribers and they started a, a new channel together uh, about, uh, I think it was Dungeons and Dragons or similar. Uh, um, tabletop gaming. I tabletop think. gaming. Mm. T- sorry. Which I lump as I'm going to get hate for this. Uh, it's all Dungeons and Dragons, surely. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, and um, it the, the, the like great idea, but the fit for the audience, they thought they were going to get a lot more of Jazz's 4 million uh, subscribers across. But actually, Shad, it was closer to Shad's content and Shad's audience that Shad actually ended up bringing across way more. Uh, subscribers and viewers than Jazza. So, I mean, that's a, a channel collaboration, but that's that's played out all over in video collaborations as well. So making sure that fit for you, your content and your joint audiences is, is very close. That very close alignment um, is very, very important, but it can be a fantastic way to uh, reach new audiences and uh, grow your channel. That's a good answer. Good answer. Cool. All right. Well, good. next one. Oh, it's gone high. <laughs> it's 210. It's a really, I'd like this question. It's pretty funny. Why is this person with terrible videos doing better than me? 
Someone uh, yeah. genuinely asked that. I love that. Yeah. They, and they were probably, when they typed that question to us, they were thinking of a specific channel that they hate watch. Yeah, I think we got this one at, at an event we were at and, and someone was obviously very upset. And I think the person was um, like a traditional filmmaker or like, a, you know, you come from a traditional background. Um, I think this is often what people, when they look at YouTube and if they're not used to it or if they're looking at channels and they're not the, uh, the correct audience. Um, they'll sometimes downplay the quality of the video. Um, you know, YouTube is a very specific place. It's, it's a very big place, and there's a lot of content. You know, with you know, seven hundred thousand odd hours being uploaded every day, and you know, new stars coming up all the time. People follow new channels um, and build big followings, um, and really get engaged with content. And sometimes what you like will not be the same thing that I like. And that's the whole idea of YouTube. And that makes it hard for our job because people ask us, you know, what do you think of our YouTube video? And often I'll watch it and, you know, I have, do not like the content at all, but it doesn't mean there isn't an audience out there that does, doesn't like it. There's someone else out there who might just think, oh, this is amazing. So, um, yeah, you've got to look at it that way. Like first ask yourself, you know, are you the target audience? And if you're not, then start thinking about, you know, why would this appeal to that target audience and what are the what's the person doing right and it's usually about really understanding the audience like the creator understands the audience and while the videos might be objectively to you um, hideous you know they might have terrible production quality or you know they might be over the top they might appeal very very specifically to an audience and do really well with that and that's what YouTube's all about it's about those niche audiences and that specificity um, and even content that to you might not seem great can really strike well with an audience definitely the wonderful thing about this world of YouTube and Indeed. online content. Indeed. It's not doesn't have to be for everyone. It doesn't. It's just for your people. But you know what, one time we've act, that was actually the last question. So we're actually at the uh, end, but you've really? got your new segment, yeah. You've got your little uh, your little segment you like to do at the end of these ah, things. We're going down the rabbit hole. We're back. Uh, it survived. It's yes. <laughs> survived the first week. All right, go for it. <laughs> oh, it's it, it look, we got so much love for it. Oh, it, it's going to become a whole new spin-off show. Um, but anyway, going down the rabbit hole, as we do when you end up on the internet and YouTube, you end up down a rabbit hole. So, Frederico, where do you end up down this rabbit hole? Uh, this time I was, um, I've been looking at some uh, episodic content, that, you know, content that creators create within a series. Um, and I ended up on the Auntie Donna channel, uh, which I'm not going to lie, I've been on before and I quite really actually actually I really do enjoy their stuff um, but I just ended up watching video after video after video um, and just seeing pretty much all their stuff um, and it was brilliant it was I don't think I've laughed that hard in, in, a, in a very long time so I really enjoyed that, that little rabbit hole and the algorithm working hard to give me what I love um, and yeah those those boys and uh, they've, I think depending on when you listen to this they've got a new Netflix show um, so check that out Looking forward to it. Finally enough, you've been, yeah, been watching that through the uh, logged in as creator generation, so I keep getting some Auntie Donna stuff popping <laughs> up when I'm logged in too, and That's I right. did go down that, and I was watching some funny, very funny Auntie Donna videos. But mine, my rabbit hole I went down is um, on TikTok. It's a creator called, I wrote it down, Daniel Mack. His, his user handle is It's Daniel Mack, and it's a, it's a dude. It's such a simple premise. He goes up to people who are driving mad luxury cars and ask them the question that everyone has always wanted to know when you see someone drive up in a Ferrari or a Porsche or whatever. He asks them, what do you do for a living? It's brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's good. It, it's um, just so satisfying. 
there is a, a number of drug dealers apparently, and my favourite answer so far is the confused look of a woman who says she's married. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> uh, it's good fun. But oh, all right, let's let, look forward to uh, announcing this as a whole new standalone podcast series. Though, oh, gosh, so. yeah, that'll be interesting, wouldn't it? Uh, cool. <laughs> well, Anton, that is the uh, the end of the uh, the segment, the the show. It's been awesome. a good one. I hopefully covered the uh, the questions in a succinct way. Um, let us know if you have any more questions. We're always keen. I mean, this list keeps growing. It just doesn't end. And, and it's not just YouTube. It's what, whatever platform you want. Um, very keen to hear the questions you have. But uh, until next time. See you later. See ya. Create a generation on the mic.